For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. But the narrative that I hear from most African-American black ladies mm -hmm. that if they go to white men, mm -hmm. it's because they feel more financially stable mm -hmm. with a white man. So I needed to learn how to calm down and let other people make decisions. I needed to learn how to delegate. That very mindset was killing me because I was doing that in my home. I was doing that everywhere else in areas of submission where it wasn't fruitful. Now that might be very controversial, but before we hop into today's show, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe so you are the first to be notified every single time we drop our videos. Now let's hop into today's show. Welcome to the table, yeah, yeah. We gon' get real, we gon' get right. Oh, building up wealth, we gon' give life. Welcome to the table. Nicole, man, <clears throat> I, I want to get straight into it because I think that your story is going to be impactful today. Sure. Um, I met you almost six, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. It's been a while. It's been a long time. Yeah. And when I met you, uh, and I'm just going to say it, like, you were in a different season in your life. On the business side, you were winning. Oh, yeah. I still am. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you were making millions. You were mm -hmm. living in a big old mansion in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, uh, a nice little family. Mm -hmm. And then I wake up six, seven years later, you're in L.A. Yeah. You're um, in a new situation. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be honest with you, not not be disrespectful. Yeah. You look healthier and you look happier. I am all of those things, 100%. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I was... I was Externally thriving, mm -hmm. but internally, I mean, my I was falling apart. Where are you? Yeah. Let's talk about it. In your memoir that's coming out here, mm -hmm. uh, actually in a couple of days. Yes. Um, October 10th. Yes, um, nothing is missing. Nothing is missing. Mm -hmm. uh, you start off the book very interesting. I do. You went to L.A. I did. California, my home. Mm-hmm. My home. Mm -hmm. uh, with just three suitcases. I did. Not the things that I saw in Atlanta. No, I left everything behind. I wasn't well, you know. Um, I'd come to the place where, you know, people who followed me online know my story. They yeah. know that I adopted three girls yeah. at age 28, you know, from the side of the street. Sisters raised them over now 10 years. Mm. Um, we went through the pandemic. You know, my middle one had stage four cancer. She survived that. Mm. I built this business. I was, like you said, thriving home. I had all the material trappings of a good life. You know, everyone could see that. Um, and I was happy. I think a lot of people think that uh, if you have a life or a marriage that doesn't work, it means you're not happy. No, I was happy. I just wasn't fulfilled. Mm. I, my, my marriage wasn't fruitful. Mm. And, um, and I knew that if I had all the material things, I couldn't be done yet. So what was God calling over my life? Something felt missing. Mm. And that was why I had to pick up. I also was experiencing health issues, you okay. know. So I landed in California and 
looked in the mirror one day and half my face was drooping. My blood pressure was 173 over 153. Wow. I was having, I was, you know, 30 pounds overweight. I just wasn't well. And that was when I knew something had to change. What what took you there? Because I think there's a lot of ladies watching sure. right now. And I think that you're going to inspire them because some are watching right now and they know that they need to shift. Mm-hmm. But they're scared to make that shift because sure. of the material success that they have or because of the of the look they have right now. And they don't know what the next season will be if they make that transition. When did you know at in your heart, in your core, making millions with uh, with a great family there and you was like, hey, I got to shift if I'm going to make more, if I'm going to have more impact, and basically if I'm going to be healthier. Right, right. I think that what's great about my book is that I am talking about that. Okay. I talk about how so much of what I was doing and building was driven from the trauma of poverty. I grew up with nothing. Both mm-hmm. of my parents were Ghanaian immigrants, you know, in D.C., and I was always told that if I could fill the gap between having enough food, having enough shelter, having that support, having the accolades, that everything else would fall into place, you know, right down to picking a partner uh, based on what's on paper, Mm. you know, and making sure I was checking all those marks. And that worked for 12 years, you know, but I think a lot of women don't realize that, um, at least until it's too late, that money is a tool Mm -hmm. and the material objects don't ever take away or add to your ability to make more money or to show up in the world. So you really have to pursue your purpose. You have to pursue what's meaningful because that's the only thing that sustains. What is what is purposeful and what is meaningful for Nicole in today's day and time? I'm not going to lie. I'm that's part of figuring it out. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I've learned that this concept of purpose always sounds like a destination, mm-hmm. like something I need to go to. I need to get to my purpose. I need to find my purpose. But I'm finding a little bit of it every day. Mm-hmm. So I just want to make sure every day I'm doing things that are meaningful. It matters a lot to me to be healthy, to be in a great partnership. So I have a fiance who is incredible and I want to support him and see him thrive. And he's doing the same for me. Mm-hmm. And then I also want to be a great mom and I want to have more children. So right now, if everything I'm doing kind of fits in with that, I know that whatever it is that God uprooted me from Atlanta for, you know, I'm still going to meet. You can tell me you was engaged. I just want you to know that. I am. You, you couldn't tell? <laughs> <laughs> I saw the ring. You know what I'm saying? But you didn't tell me. Yeah, that you listen. Was engaged. Look, I don't date forever. Hey, uh, put I that don't... ring up. Put uh, Jay. Put that uh, CJJ. Let them see that <laughs> ring, boy. I don't. Wow. Um, I don't stay on the market for long. I'm very blessed. I'm t- <laughs> He's a good one. I'm grateful. Jesus. You said something. I normally don't go there, but it's mm-hmm. like, I, I, want, I want to go there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because I think... Well, and you know me, so we could talk about absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, it's... I try not to go there with some people. Mm-hmm. They're like, eh. But, Nicole, let, let's talk about it. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about this first. Sure. You're a strong... I wouldn't say independent, uh, but I would say you are, you are a strong business woman. I'm a lot. I'm strong in all in all ways. Like right. I'm a lot. Like I am I can true proverbs 31. I can grow my own food in the garden. I can yep. I can tend the soil. I can knit. I even fix a little light HVAC and electronics. You know what I mean? Like I am truly 
self-sufficient in all ways, partly because I'm Ghanaian. That's how we were raised. You I was know? about to say, where, where did it come from? Culturally. So I talk about this in my book that very early on, I learned to become self-sufficient, to ask questions, to yeah. pursue what I need. So even though I would do that with a little bit of fear and anxiety like anyone else, mm -hmm. I never had any hesitancy about if there was something I wanted or needed to go out there and get it and make it happen and not worry about other people providing it for me. Yeah. So I think that, and you know, just keeping it all the way real, we come yeah. from a culture where I almost feel like women are crippled mm. into thinking that we need a man to provide that's like very elevated, Talk, you know, you right now. Like you where it's, it's just elevated, this concept of, it's weird, the juxtaposition of on one side, it's I'm a boss, I get my own paper, I do it myself, but then on the other side, it's my man, my man, my man, you know? And what people don't realize is I've had ultimate freedom because I got it all myself and I also have a man, you know? So it's both and I don't rely on a man to do anything for me, but that also doesn't mean that I don't know how to be a wife. Like mm. God, God bred me to be a wife, mm. you know? So even though I got divorced, I'm so excited about being a wife again because that is me in my best form. Mm. I often get questions about life insurance, where to buy, how to find affordable rates, the simplest application process, and most importantly, where to secure coverage instantly. Like, people don't want to wait a long time. They want the coverage right now. Given the startling statistic that nearly 40% of African Americans do not have life insurance coverage today, it's even more critical to address these questions. My recommendation to all these questions is simple. My friends over at Ethos Life Insurance. These are the people who hold my life insurance policy. You see, their mission is to simplify life insurance and make it accessible online to everyone. No paperwork, no medical exams, or check this out, no blood tests. You simply answer some health questions online and just like that, you can secure coverage the exact same day. But the cherry on the top family, Ethos offers an incredible deal that I wish I had when I signed up with them for my life insurance policy about two years ago. You see, when you secure a life insurance policy through them, they will throw in a will and estate plan for 100% free. <laughs> I, I'm tripping and I'm excited at the same time because I personally spent $2,500 on my estate plan at the beginning of this year. So getting it free with a life insurance policy that might cost you as low as $50, that's a no brainer. I mean, like none. Don't just take my word for it. You see, Tanner R., a customer, uh, secured a $500,000 30-year policy without a physical exam through Ethos. He says the price was great. The process was completely easy. You see, Ethos truly values our time. You see, Alex got approved for a $1 million uh, policy in just five minutes. She said, simple and straight to the point. Comments were surprisingly user-friendly and great communication. So, are you ready to protect your family's financial future? Don't let this statistic define you. I want you to get covered today and get a will and get the life insurance policy and get the, uh, um, the, the what's it called? The uh, estate plan for 100% free. All you got to do is go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash ethos. Again, that is anthonyoneal.com forward slash ethos. Secure your coverage today and ensure peace of mind for your loved ones. All right, let's get back to today's show. Like, I love it. It's not for everybody, just like not everyone's meant to be a mom. You know what I mean? Like, I'm meant to be a wife and a mom. Like, I operate best, I make the most money, I thrive in the state of union. 
that works for me, but it is not for everyone. You know, I have a problem, and maybe you can help me understand why, <laughs> okay. why I may have a problem with it, but why? Because the way you just said it, I didn't mm -hmm. feel bad when you said it. Sure. But I don't like the term boss woman because I'm not an employee as your partner. I think people don't even mean it that way. I think people mean it as bosses and like, you know, she understands how to make executive decisions. Yes. Like boss as a behavior, you know, yeah. not as a title. Yeah. You know, so like in my household, you know, and I'll bring it up, you know, my man, you know, is in charge, you know, and I don't mean that in a tells me what to do, you know, go fetch this, go sweep this or whatever, but there is a respect through, you know, I say this regularly, I'm a Christian, yeah. I'm a believer, I follow Jesus, you know, right. and um, for me, I understand submission in a whole new way because I spent years submitting to the wrong man. Mm. And during that time in between divorce and my new relationship, and I talk about this in my book, I really had to sort out while writing this book, do I even want to be a wife again? I mean, mm. I was asking myself all sorts of questions. Mm. Like, am I meant to be single? Do I even want to be a wife? Because when you're divorced and you leave with three suitcases, you can write a new life. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could have popped up blonde, pixie cut, you know, dating women if I wanted to. Because yeah. people do that. You know, they right. just decide who they are and they proceed. You know, yeah. they pick a new life. And um, for me, it was, no, like... I, I like being a wife, so mm -hmm. what went wrong? Mm -hmm. I like having a home. What went wrong? I mm -hmm. like being a mom. What went wrong? And I realized it wasn't even that my partner was wrong. It was that I was submitting to the wrong man. Submission mm -hmm. is still good for me, mm -hmm. but I was submitting to the wrong man. Mm -hmm. Someone of your caliber making millions using that word submission. Mm -hmm. I know some people are probably cringing, cringing right now. I know they're cringing, and it's because the word submission always goes with money, yeah, yeah. and that's the problem. Yeah. So if I can get my own money, if I can buy my own things, am I not still empowered because no man can ever buy my... It's The greatest gift I can give to my husband would be to submit to him because he can't give me anything I can't get myself. So the thing that makes me so happy is that I met a man who does not make as much as I make because <laughs> if I'm on... Wait, wait, wait. Oh, you're like, this is just, I, people, people think it's crazy, but it's, I, I'm, you know? I'm, I'm, I brought you on the show to talk about <laughs> how, how ladies can get the bag and you taking it over here. But it we is gonna, about getting the bag. I, I feel you. It is about getting the pause. bag. Yes. I'm going to call you out. I'm gonna, I got to let the people know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But put a picture up on the screen of a, <laughs> uh, of her husband. Oh, uh, here we go. Here we go. I just got to say it mm -hmm. because I mean, I think it's, it's an important question. You said it. Yeah. Nicole. Mm-hmm. You're a successful black woman, mm -hmm. and you're married to a, a white man. Yes. Which And I love all people, mm -hmm. very clearly. Nicole Absolutely. knows that. Um, but the narrative in 2023 is, mm -hmm. and correct me if I'm wrong in the chat, don't come for me. Don't come for me either. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, don't, don't, don't choose right, me right, instead. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's said, his but, table. Come right, to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, it's my table. <laughs> but the narrative that I hear from most African-American black ladies mm -hmm that if they go to white men, mm -hmm. it's because they feel more financially stable mm. with a white man. You just said that's not your case at so all. So I'm not even familiar with that narrative just because I've always been worried about getting my own money. Mm -hmm. Like, I have never dated anyone. That's not true. I've gone on a couple of dates with men who made more than me, but they weren't interested in a wife or something serious. They were interested uh, in purchasing me to, like, have at home or, you know, that. Uh, like, I got you. I was I got another you. object. Like, in they that, wanted you to step out of your purpose. Correct. And correct. Just, and I was never interested home. in compromising that. So okay. um, I've dated 
all men yes. without hesitation. I, know that I for actually, a fact. yeah, you know, that for a fact. I love black men. Like yeah. it's not. This is just the person I like. Who am I to deny love just because I don't like the the wrapping paper the gift is in? You know. Ooh. So it's like I'm thankful that I met this person because he's so incredible. But make no mistake. If you're somebody who's on track for billionaire status, he's not going to make as much as me. So should I be alone? Mm-hmm. Like, should I should I reject love just because that person can't make more than me? Mm. What he, I'm telling you, I am blown away. And I may eat my words. That's the other part, too, is I get that. I hope this ages well. You know, <laughs> I hope this ages well. In the age of Google, I hope this ages well. Talk. You know, but what I will say is that I know that I'm going to get further in my union, partly because the areas in which I've learned submission with him are ones where I needed those in order to grow my business. So I needed to learn how to calm down and let other people make decisions. I needed to learn how to delegate. That very mindset was killing me because I was doing that in my home, I was doing that everywhere else in areas of submission where it wasn't fruitful. So in being in a union right now with this man and saying, hey, you know, I'm going to sit back and let you do. I'm going to sit back and let you decide. I'm going to sit back and and let you make the calls as the head of this household. And this is without respect to money. I am now thriving more. I'm healthier. I'm letting go. I'm going further. I'm accomplishing more simply because I'm submitting without respect to money. And he's thriving as well. Like he wants to see me grow, you know, and he's helping me grow. I've done more in two and a half years than I did in 12 years, you know, submitting to the wrong person. You said something when you walked in earlier mm-hmm. that compliments that statement. You mm-hmm. said, I'm doing more mm-hmm. by doing less mm-hmm. through submission. Through submission. And people hear the word submit and they just, they freak out about it. But the truth is, so many of us, especially as black women, we feel like we've been put, and the society is what affirms this, we feel like we've been put on this planet to work, whether it is for our children, for society. Look, rest is our birthright as well, you know, but rest doesn't come just because a man's going to pay for all my things and keep me. I have true peace because I can pay for my own things. And I'm also with someone who, make no mistake, still takes me out, still does all those things, still provides, still pays for stuff. But I'm able to really have ease in his presence Mm -hmm. because I know that ultimately he's in control and I'm okay with that. Like, it's safe. It's safe for me. I trust him to have control over my home, my life, my body, you know, because I know that it's, it, he's going to handle it well. And, and I don't want to make this all about relationships, sure. but, you're, but, you're, but you're hitting it and you're mm-hmm. bringing it up. I think we need to ask the question. Sure. Um, how have y'all had that conversation as a couple? Because I wonder from his perspective, how does he feel knowing that his his future wife, mm-hmm. his better half, makes significantly more than him? Mm-hmm. And but every time I see you on the gram, every time I see you out, like <laughs> sure. he's there with you. Yeah, absolutely. He, he's he's he he's presence. serving. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I also see you there, you serving, mm-hmm. and I'm like, as a man. How do you think he feels internally? Have y'all had that conversation? We have regularly. I mean, because I'm a lot. I'm still a lot, you know? I mean, I have a big calling on my life. And when we met, he he knew. I have things in motion and things that I'm doing, people I've been called to serve that I am not straying away from. And and I made it clear, if if this is the role that you're going to have in my life, you know, as my partner, there's no way I'm deviating from who I've been called to be by God. Hmm. But, you know... 
it doesn't mean that I can't make space. Yeah. And so when I tell you, he comes in, uh, just the other day, he came in after working because he's a music producer. So he's California poor, which means, okay. Okay. you know, every home there is like one and a half million. You Absolute. know, it's like that. Absolute. But he um, came in, he's a music producer, and he also is a performer. So he came in at 2 a.m., Okay. And then fell asleep on the couch, you know, uh, listening to like music for other clients. So, I mean, like from one job right to the other job. Right. It's that work ethic that I respect because I recognize it. That's how hard I work. So I came in, you know, because I stay up for my man. The minute that his door, the door opened, I, I say, hey, do you need food? What do you need when you come in? How can I help? Even though I worked a work day because I understand it. So I'm coming in, he fell asleep on the couch, taking off his shoes, making sure he's good, you know, all of that helped carry him to the bed because he's just tired, his feet hurt, you know, and then the next morning I'll wake up, make sure he has breakfast. I'm tired too, but I have a little bit more than he does. He does the same thing for me. Like, it really is a union of 50-50. We leave our paychecks at the door, you know? Mm. That's not a title that matters inside the four walls of my home, Mm-mm. you know? And that is, I think for him, he likes being with a strong woman. He said it himself. He's like, I want to be with a woman who's about something and who's doing something, and he's proud of me. Yo, so let me, let me, let me, let's, let's come back to you. Mm-hmm. How did you get there? So, like, how did you mentally get to the place to where, hey, I'm, go- I'm going to grow my business. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make millions. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be successful. I'm going to impact lives. Because in your business, you help other entrepreneurs scale and make more money. That's right. Right? That's right. And so, and, and you spent the whole day with me, mm-hmm. giving me some concepts and some ideas a few years ago yep. that I applied today that has helped me Thank make you. millions, right? Thank you. How how do you as a as a as a strong successful black woman? Well, I'm gonna know this. How did you get to where you are sure. mentally today sure. on the business side? And then how do you as that woman literally know how to turn it off at the door right. and be a wife? Right. So because I think that could be hard. to It jump. is hard to do, and I think that um, what's interesting is. I love business, and Mm -hmm. I've always been like this. I mean, I tell a story in my book, Nothing is Missing, where I was uh, in kindergarten, and I started a group called the Trash Bag Brigade, where everyone had to bring trash bags from home, and we'd pick up trash to help during recess and all of that. And when I started that... What's going on, fam? It's your boy, A.O. And I got to talk to you about something near and dear to my heart, and that's representation. You see, growing up, seeing black voices in media was like finding gold in a mine. It showed me what was possible. People like Oprah, Steve Harvey, and even Malcolm X, they paved the way for folks like me to step into the spotlight. And now there's a new wave of black voices making extreme waves, and they're doing it on NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths. This collection is a celebration of blackness like none other. Each episode is like a journey through our shared experiences. Joy, resilience, empowerment, it's all there. From Bobby to Michelle Obama, they're covering it all. And let me tell you, listening to these episodes, it's like sitting down with your fam and having a real talk about what it means to be black today. NPR is not holding back with this show. They're bringing you stories that matter. Uh, stories that reflect the full spectrum of black life. It's like they say, stories should never be about us without us. So do yourself a favor and tune in to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR. It's not just a podcast. I'm going to be real with you. It's a movement. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts and let's keep celebrating our stories and our 
truce. All right, let's get back to my show. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, it started off with me helping, but it very quickly turned into me supervising. Yeah. Like, I was born to be a CEO. You know, I was born yeah. to run. And so that was who I've been since the beginning. I worked through corporate America. So doing what I do for entrepreneurs now as a corporate consultant, is my, it's what I did in corporate. So it's mm -hmm. not a deviation from the norm. Yeah. But... I recognize that that's not my job in the house. And it took me a while to learn that, you know, mm -hmm. that when am I going to turn it off? I hear this from women, not just black women, but everyone all the time. We just want to turn it off. Mm -hmm. And I have a partner who I'm not kidding. Like, I literally will go home and there'll be food in the fridge, especially after like a, you know, right now I'm seeing clients, I'm hosting yeah. dinners, I'm doing press, yeah. I'm on this book tour. I will not have to do anything. The kid will get to school, supplies will be handled, food will be in the fridge, all of that. And I don't even have to cut a check for that. You know, I think some women hear wow. all that and they think, oh, I have to pay for it. No, he will still cover it. Our life can be paid for on his dime. Mm -hmm. It's just that I get to sprinkle the sauce on it so we can really get where we want to go and live with ease, you know, and that is... The blessing. So we leave it at the door because it's not necessary. We're 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 equals. We're equally yoked. I think that's what matters. Is people think of equally yoked as just starting with paycheck and salary, but money is literally just an earthly tool that's meant to do heavenly good. So if you're so obsessed with that tool that you're bringing it in as as a point in the relationship, you are missing the entire point. Ooh. I say that because I've had it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of women don't understand. I have been. Zero percent, yeah. $24 in the bank account with debt, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I've also been the 1% private jets, well, I am, the 1% private yeah. jets traveling yeah. and all that. And I can tell you, being rich is better. It's yeah. nice, more options. <laughs> it's true, Yeah, yeah. More, yeah. but only for options. Right. I have more options. I yeah. don't have a better life. I've lacked love. I'm in love for the first time. Like, the things that people are thinking they have to get money for before they can have, I am finally getting in my life after having it all. And that's if there's anything I want people to take away from that, it's that maybe you need to reconfigure your priorities and recognize that you may actually get to the money if you focus on the things that are not monetary first. And that's hard to hear from a consultant. <laughs> you just said something that I think a lot of people need to hear that again. You said being in a 1% mm -hmm. is not, doesn't mean you have a better life. It simply means you have more options. You have more options. And the book is all about that. My dad used to drive me around downtown D.C. and point to buildings, and he would say, you know, the difference is that you can, in America, you can clean one of these buildings, but you can also have your name on one. You know, like, that's like literally how my dad was, cab driver, you know what I mean? I'm sitting in the passenger seat, and I didn't understand it at first because I was like, you know, they're both jobs. It's not like one's better than the other. We knew people who clean buildings. That is honorable, honest work. But my dad was pointing out that you can have options in America. You have choices, right? right. And um, yes, we all are coming with societal things, systemic things that make it difficult for, for, especially as black women and black people, it makes it harder 
but we have options. Mm. And that is all that I ever want money to give me. Yeah. I want to pick where my kid goes to school. Yeah. I want to pick where I go on vacation. I want to pick how I get there. Yeah, yeah. I want to make sure that I don't ever have to say, will it be the roof that I repair or will I get a new car? I just don't want to have to choose. you know. And so that's where my focus is now with money. And furthermore, in terms of legacy, I want to be a problem solver in the world. Yeah, yeah. I want to be able to give. And so that means if I see a problem, I don't want to worry about bureaucracy, paper, loans. I want to write a check and fix it. Mm. And I know that feeling being in this financial place. People don't know the places that my money has gone. And for me, that's what money is about now. It's not about the flex. It's not about what a man can do or what a man can't do. I've already experienced that. Yeah. I can do it all for myself, you know? So it's about the joy. You know, I say something every single day when I wake up. I tell <laughs> myself, hey, <clears throat> you're doing this because you want to do what you want to do, when you want to do that's it. That's right. With whomever you want to do it. That's right. However you want to do it. You've even changed your conversation. Look, I'm going to call you out. You used to be very, very, oh, I want to make sure I'm doing this for my wife. I want to make sure I'm building a life for my wife and my future. I just want to make, like, you know, we we were on the same wave, like, oh, I'm doing it for family. I'm doing this. Yeah. Look, all that stuff does matter. It does. It, it does. does. But at the end of the day, we're not good here. Oh, yeah. You know, if we don't really believe that we're stable and believe in our ability to make money yeah. and believe in, like, the the value yeah. of life outside of the money. Absolutely. You always were going to be a good husband. Always. With a dollar without, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. So it's like everything else is just extra, <sighs> you know. And if you're up with a woman who's a billionaire, I mean, did any of that even matter? It didn't. Yeah. Listen, you know, a billionaire? Come. Possible. They're Come. out there. Come. Come. <laughs> Oh, stay right there. You can speak that on my life. You know? Come. I will happily love and serve. Listen. Listen. You know? I don't, see why. I, I don't want to go there. So, y'all, we, um, you, you've been hearing us talk about her book, uh, Nothing is Missing, um, her memoir. And I, what I love about this is you're going to learn more about her story. But through her story, you're going to get life principles mm -hmm. and lessons that you can apply to your life today. And listen, um, Nicole is a, a, a guru when it comes <laughs> to making money. She's a guru when it comes to building businesses. And so we're going to link her book in today's show notes. Please get a copy of that because I, I promise you it's going to be a blessing. Um, you should see the book somewhere here on the screen. Um, and this sister is is winning. But I, I want to go way back. I mean, yeah. way back before you became an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Sure. I, I didn't know this. And, and you talk about this in your book. You quit on Periscope? I did. Look, that was back when people were even knew Periscope. The app doesn't even exist. It I doesn't. outlived the app. <laughs> and wasn't Periscope, wasn't that a Twitter thing? Yeah, it was a Twitter live stream. So it was one of the very first live streaming things that wasn't like for gamers. Right. And um, it was timely for me because everyone was really getting into video more yep. and I just was not into editing. And so going live worked for me. Wow. I was going live like two to three times a day and I was making, I think when I knew I was about time to quit, I made $11,000 in one week. On Periscope? On Periscope. I made way more than that since, like, on yeah, Periscope. But yeah. that was the start of it. When I was like, I just need to market my product. I don't know... I don't have an email list. I don't know how to get it out there. So I just started talking about it. And I was reaching a lot of people, and I was able to convert. What 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 was your profession? I'm not saying the name mm -hmm. of the company. What, what were you doing before you quit? Yeah, sure. So I used to work in healthcare as business development. I was the youngest executive in my company. So I was 26 when I came in, and the next person was like 30, 40. So I was brought in to help build a product. So you had a high-paying, high-profile oh, yeah. job. Mm -hmm. And I scaled it from with my team, obviously, yeah. from $2 million to $200 million. And so the turning point for me was, 
was when I went to my boss one day and I said to him, what comes next? You know, mm. it, like a classic 20-something-year-old. Now right. I don't—I wouldn't ask that anymore. I'm like, life, you know? <laughs> but, like, I literally—he looked at me and he was like, this is it. Like, the next person is here. You're not going to get a—you're not going to become a VP at— you know, 27. So he was wow. like, this is it. Just do this for a while and then go from there. And I was kind of like, oh, well, that's terrible. I'm ready to do the next big thing. And that was when I started building myself a place to go. Okay. So people hear you, me quitting and they're like, oh, I should just quit my job. You know, Beyonce's telling me that they're not going to break my soul. You know, I got I to gotta get out of here, you know. You and, break my soul. Right. You know, and I'm like, that's not that's not the energy. Build a place to go. You want to be the best boss you've ever had. Mm. So I'm grateful that I have always mm. cut myself a paycheck. You oh, know, yeah. I See, built my wait. business debt free. You know, like these are all things that. I'm so grateful for, you know. You want to be the best boss you've boss. ever had. Some people out there are horrible bosses themselves. They don't pay themselves. Never. They don't give themselves good hours. They don't give themselves vacation time. They don't have staff. They don't mm. give themselves resources and supplies. They bully themselves. Yeah. They're all these things. And for me, it was so important that I want to be the best boss I ever had. And I gave myself a real shot at winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long were you working at that company? Oh, gosh, I was at that company for, I want to say, four or five years. Okay. But I'd been in corporate America doing everything from mortgage-backed securities to I had my securities licenses for 10 years, okay. you know? I worked okay. through college because my parents didn't have money, so. Because what, I, what, I, what I'm hearing from your story, mm -hmm. which I didn't, I didn't know this about you, Nicole, was you served, you learned, mm -hmm. you thrived. Yes. Like, you yes. made an impact in every company that you was a part of. Yes, absolutely. But it, what was different was who I was making that impact for. Exactly. So it was like when I was in corporate, it's not that I don't like corporations. It's right. just that I was like, I want to help regular people. My company is called Inherit Learning Company. And yeah. that's based off of Matthew 5, 5, the meek shall inherit the earth. Talk. You know, I wanted to make sure that the skills that I was learning in corporate, I was giving to the people who could use it, the boardroom to the break room. Mm -hmm. So I really wanted to make sure that these people who didn't know simple things like what is pricing, what's a profit and loss statement, what's a balance sheet, what's permitting, like just simple things that are required yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to really thrive. The, black women are becoming entrepreneurs at a rate of nine times the average American, but we're failing faster too. And it's not because the products aren't right. It's not because we're not capable. We know how to work right. as evidenced by everything. Right. It's that we just don't understand some of the steps. We don't know where to start, you know, and it's grateful to stand in that gap for people. And that was what I was called to do. So I started doing that immediately. I went live and I just started teaching. And I love that because you went live mm -hmm. while you were working. Oh, heck yeah. You were building your stage, mm -hmm. your platform, mm -hmm. your business while still At killing night, it. 80 hour weeks. 80 hour I weeks. I remember times where my husband, okay. I call it my husband, uh -huh. um, where I would be up working, teaching myself coding on one page on YouTube while typing in the code on the other looking for the backslash I messed up because I was building my own site he'd be asleep he'd wake up and I was still up you know what I mean like because that's how hard I was going I gave myself a deadline because I'd adopted these three girls yeah they're looking at me I had a three-year-old 11-year-old and a 14-year-old right they're two going into college one going to kindergarten like I had to make yep. decisions you know <sighs> so I was working and I mean I wish I had that youthful energy again. You know what I mean? I was like, I miss those days, you know, but I was working. And then it came time to quit when people were watching me saying, well, if it's going so well, why are you still working nine to five? And I was like, you know what? You're right. Mm. What would happen if I gave myself six months? You know, isn't it sad? And, and, and I'm trying to be very, very careful at what I'm saying here because I am a CEO and I mm -hmm. do have team members on my team. But I, I, I 
when I started my business, I said, you know what? I don't want to be that boss. Sure. And you said something. You you grew it from two million to two hundred million. Mm-hmm. But you probably didn't see the significant pay oh, raise. Oh, no, not at all. Going from two million to yeah, million. not at all. Mm-hmm. And, and I think people get feel weird about that, right? No, absolutely. They're like, oh, you know, especially as a boss. But it's recognized that you need to be paid according to what works for you for your dreams, goals, and aspirations. Ooh. So a lot of people think, oh, I will never shame someone who wants to be an employee and contribute their gifts towards a greater purpose. Yeah. Because in exchange for that. They're not worried about, you know, paid time off and regular benefits or whatever else, you know. And I think that a lot of people lose sight of that in this age of be your own boss, have a side hustle, diversify, passive income streams. Mm -hmm. Look, again, black women are entitled to rest. You don't Mm -hmm. have to be all the things and do all the things, Mm -hmm. you know. that's It's okay to work a regular job as long as you feel like, again, it's fruitful and meaningful and keeps you healthy. Yes. You know, I quit because I'm called and destined to be a CEO. That's like unequivocally part of my DNA, and I talk about that in the book. Do you believe that every black person or anybody, everybody, is called to be their own CEO? At some place in their life. Yes. And I think that's the part that a lot of people are confused about. Yes. Whether it's being a CEO in your church, CEO of being a stay-at-home mom, CEO of running your household, CEO of your own health. Mm. Like, there is a place in your life where you are called to be in charge and lead. It just may not be within entrepreneurship. That's all you're talking so good right there. And that is something that I've I've really been trying to do on my team, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, hey, if we go from... Uh, zero to 200 million. Mm-hmm. I want their paychecks to reflect that of we course. went from zero to 200 million. Of course. I don't want a commensurate bonus. There. It exactly. makes sense. The math makes sense around it. Like, I mean, one thing that I love about anyone who's ever worked with me is, mm-hmm. you know, it's a biblical principle. I pay in full and on time, mm-hmm. you know, so people who know me know that I am not stingy. It's one of the Max. things that you'll know if someone's lying about me is if they say I didn't pay them or that I didn't give them enough or right. that I was stingy with the money or whatever. Right. You're not going to catch me on that level. I, I, I cut my checks, yeah. you know, and I do that because, one, I grew up and I was raised off of tips. Mm. I know what it's like for my dad to have a lighter pocket mm. and a lighter wallet and mm. it meant a lighter fridge and it meant lighter field trips and it meant lighter clothing. Mm. So I don't un- I don't understand the distance that my money will go, but I recognize I have an opportunity to be a blessing in someone's life and I should not withhold that. Mm -hmm. So I take it very seriously. And I've had people, there's a story in my book, I talk about someone who committed themselves to my business and my purpose, her name's Gail, right after I quit my job. She called me up the same day, she was on that live and she said, Nicole, I'm called to help you. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm called to help you and, you know, and I was like, I can't pay you. I told her right out of the gate. I said, I can't pay you. Like, I don't have the funds to do that and pay myself. You know, I'm prepared to do this alone. And she said, we will sort it out on the back end. I will I will work with you and we'll sort it out. You know, and I was like, okay, well, let's get started. To this date, we have made millions together and she is living her dream. You know, she is a stay at home. She's doing great. And anything that I have, anything her kids need, I will never eat and she doesn't because I would not be here if it wasn't for her. And I say that day in and day out. Ah, mm-hmm. man, this this show right here, mm-hmm. this is encouraging. This I hope show, so. we didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. Well, because you know we know each other, so yeah, it's like yeah. I mean, people really are getting to listen in on a catch up because it's been so long, so you know? long since we've seen each other. Why the title "Nothing Is Missing" for your book? Oh, that's good. So I actually argued with my publisher about this. You've written so many books, so you Absolutely. understand that process. Yeah. And you know, they wanted something a little bit more businessy and punchy and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And for me, it was because 
I always thought something was missing my whole mm. life. When I was younger, my parents were telling me it's money. Mm. It's money, it's title, it's this. When I got into entrepreneurship, it was, well, I need this mentor, I need this stage, or I need this money, or I need this studio, or I need this these followers, or I need this opportunity. And I know all of this sounds familiar because people who are listening in this season are saying the same thing to themselves. Mm. I would only get there if I had this thing. And it wasn't until I started losing my health that I realize, okay, the priority is being here. Mm. And if I'm here, then anything I need is in my presence, you know? And so I share through my book in this memoir different stories where people might look around and say to themselves, how are you gonna get out of this? Mm -hmm. You're looking at your daughter dying of cancer. You are putting your daughter into, your older daughter into treatment, you know, for recovery because of, you know, addict substance abuse. You, what is, how could this be, Nicole? You have everything. Mm. Even when I had everything, I was still losing in certain seasons, yeah. you know, and now I probably have less visually than people think, you know, but it's yeah. by choice, you know, yeah. I call it stealth wealth, right? right? You know, and nothing is actually missing. Mm. Nothing is missing. You know, the anxiety that comes with scarcity yeah. uh, still kind of reflects itself here and there. Where I'm like, is it enough? Will it sustain? But then I remind myself, no, I lack nothing. I have everything I need. And I hope that when people read this book, they realize that about themselves, too. You know, one thing you, you talk about in your book um, that I appreciate was really understanding your self-worth. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I fell into debt, the reason why I made so many poor money decisions by trying to impress others mm -hmm. is because I didn't really understand my self-worth. Sure, sure. And I started noticing... I started making more money. Mm -hmm. I started, my business started thriving more when I understood my self-worth. Yes. When I understood yes. who I was. When I didn't allow the opinions of others to take over my thought process, mm -hmm. to even, even take over how I looked at me. Mm -hmm. Because I remember someone telling me, um, and this hurt me internally, uh, this particular individual said that I was not a leader. And I, yeah. I, I was like, wait, what? And I remember going back to one of my one of my mentors and my mentor said, well, that particular person is correct. You're not a leader to that person. Oh, wow. But Anthony, you are a leader to these people, to that person, mm -hmm. that to this person, to lead. that I'm called mm -hmm. to lead. He said, so if you're not called to that person, then that person can't read and understand mm -hmm. you. And so uh, my, my mentor was like, so don't allow that individual's mm -hmm. opinion to come against how you see yourself That's right. and your self-worth. Because God fearfully and wonderfully made you the same way he made right. that particular person. And so when you said that, I was like, yo, Nicole, that's gold. It's true. I, I mean, people don't realize it. And I say this and I try to be one who says it because you don't hear it from people who have stuff. Mm. You don't. You hear from people who are like, oh, yeah, you don't need all that. You're trying to up level. You're trying to this. And you're like, you're just hating. Mm. Look, the stuff is a distraction. Mm. The people who are truly wealthy, and you learn this living in D.C. because mm. wealth presents differently in Miami, Atlanta, what? L.A., and D.C. What? In D.C., it is stealth wealth. It so is. People literally will not have brand names on but have custom-made Italian boots that look like regular boots, you know, made from the finest of leathers in Italy that cost more than your car. You know, like it is truly stealth wealth. And I have learned that 
all the material goods, all the stuff is simply a distraction. It doesn't mean you can't have it. It doesn't right. mean you can't enjoy nice things, right. but let it be elective. Don't let it be the thing that tells you about yourself. There's a line in my book that I say where your worth does not change from the moment you wake up to the moment you, you go back to bed. There's Fact. nothing you can do to increase it, and there's nothing you can do to decrease it. Fact. So your validation doesn't come from how you show up for your kids, your husband, your life, and your validation doesn't decrease if you're unable to do so. Mm. You are worthy just because you exist. Mm -hmm. And that is a thought process that completely changes how you show up in this world. Mm. <sighs> Y'all, this, this is Nicole Walters. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Her last name may be changing here in a little bit. I you know. know what I'm saying? Well, no, my name's trademarked. I own it. Oh. So <laughs> it'll stay the same. It's on brand. <laughs> so now I know. But wait a minute. No, we ain't messing up the bag, though. Hold That's up. That's right. It's going to stay the same. It's going to stay the same. Oh. No, I'm going to take his name. But, you know, but on stage, on I'll stage. always remain Nicole Walters. Yo, man. Mm -hmm. Because he's my husband. That's a submission thing. Oh. Bringing it back to the beginning so people can finish in the comments on me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I appreciate you for saying that. Yeah. You know, because I think it is refreshing to hear a successful woman say, hey, listen, I will still submit to a man that financially is not there with me, but that is the man who God has me to mm -hmm. be with. And if that's that man, mm -hmm. I'm submitting. Yes, he's worthy of receiving that gift. That's part of the gift, right, entirely, mm -hmm. right, is giving of yourself, you know? So mm -hmm. it's hard because I think that there's, you've heard the term pick me, yeah. right, like yeah. that culture. But I, I like to say this stuff just because I'm not a pick me in any way because I, what is a man going to, there's literally no man who could impress me with a flex, you right. know, like. Right. I, billionaire, whatever else, there's nothing they're doing that I can't do right. or understand. They have, they can't take me places. Even my kids, like I've raised daughters where they're, you know, people's dusty son can't really do too much because wow. they've done everything. Wow. So it's like, I truly am excited to be in a partnership with someone that I, I not only love, but I like him, Yeah. you yeah. know, and that's, it's priceless. So with this book um, that we're going to mm -hmm. link, um, what's next for Nicole? Where are you going? Oh gosh. Tell, tell people a bit more about your business. How can yes. they like, how can they possibly use your services? Yeah, thank you so much. So I, uh, they can find me all around the internet at sure Nicole can. Walters. Yeah. Um, I am on tour uh, this week, you know, so I am going to be in D.C., Atlanta, okay. New York, Chicago, Houston, L.A., having conversations with different amazing people, Lane Walteroth, Seth Godin, uh, Alex L. in D.C. So it's just, I mean, really powerful conversations about this book, about life, and if they enjoy this, they'll enjoy that too. So hopefully I'll see them on tour. And then I'm also working on a new show with a major major streaming network. Yo, so are you very, serious? I'm very excited about that. Man, you got to so. come back on the show and promote that. You're very, you're always lending your platform, and I appreciate you. What? I appreciate you because you, know, you also know I'm gonna be in your ear, like, so what are we doing exactly though? How are we scaling? How are we because you <laughs> exactly. know, nosy. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate <laughs> you, man. So what is uh, one thing from this book that you hope people are going to get from it? So this is a little bit of a pivot considering everything we've talked about about mm -hmm. doing. Yeah. But the message also is grant yourself some grace. Mm. I think too often we're hard on ourselves and we don't realize we're learning. We're making mistakes. We are still working every single day and that's enough. So be yeah. easy on yourself because you deserve it. Grace. Submission. <laughs> Get the bag. That's right. And uh, quit your job. Exfoliate, drink some water. <laughs> All the things. Y'all, we are going to put uh, Nicole's information in today's show notes, you guys. Go follow her on Instagram. You can definitely see, you'll learn more about her. You see her beautiful family. 
Um, I mean, it's not just um, content that is uh, transformational for you, but you'll also laugh. You'll also <laughs> you also will see the the joy that she has with her beautiful family um, and um, um, fiance. Hope I look forward to meeting you one day, man. I'll be in California actually. Um, in in a month, uh, my brother is having a baby, so I'm going to go home. Yeah, he's he is uh, all of my siblings but me have children, mm. and I'm like, how the oldest one? I got to get a wife first. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But um, you know, my sister has four kids. My little brother's having kids, first son, and um, and so I'm, I'm going to go home and spend some time with the family. Uh-oh. So I want to meet you, uh, fiance, <laughs> when I come to to L. A. Uh, but for the rest of you all, hey, man, follow her. Uh, get this book. Learn. Remember, remember, I've always said this. I believe wealthy individuals are readers. Mm-hmm. Not only do we watch Netflix and Hulu, uh, but I'm learning the more and more that I read, the more ideas that I get, the more lessons I learn. And I'm able to bring that into my company, bring that into my business. I mean, it's helping us flourish. And so you can learn something from everyone who's on my show. I've been a little bit more particular about who's on and who's at the table uh, because this is this is my table and I'm the head of this table. And I want to make sure whoever I bring into this and I expose you all to is someone who you can learn from, someone who you can uh, follow um, and let them impact your life. So check out our, all her information. It'll be in the show notes. And Nicole, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's so good to be here. It just felt so refreshing to see a black woman say, I'm a submit. (laughs) That's not all I said. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me. Yo, love y'all. We'll see you on the next show. Peace out. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.